Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind. I'm Brian McCallan. Today we're going to Massachusetts. The Salem News says that Beverly Middle School peer leader Lily McCarthy has started a project to help restaurants create braille menus for restaurant patrons and her legally blind friend, Nicholas Nick Hurricane. Nick, Lily, and National Braille Press President Brian McDonald are here to talk about the project. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thank you, Brian. Hi. So everybody, tell us about yourselves. Um, hi, I'm Lily McCarthy. I am 14 years old and I am an eighth grade student here at Beverly Middle School in Beverly, Mass. I am an eighth grade student as well. I am 13 years old and I live in Beverly, Mass as well. And I'm Brian McDonald. I'm the president of National Braille Press in Boston. I've been here for 13 years. All right. Glad to see, glad to hear from you all today. Lily. I understand you're peer leader at Beverly Middle School. Tell us yes. how you decided to help creating the Braille menus for your friend, Nick. Um, so in school, during our civics class, we were given an action civics project, which is basically a community service project and a way to get the students out in the community and making sure, like, if we had um, something that we wanted to make the community better. Like for my project, I wanted to... Um, go to restaurants and see if they could create Braille menus for the blind and visually impaired so they can feel more included. But everyone could decide a different project idea, which was really cool for being able to do that during school. So this was part of a class project. That's amazing. Lily and Brian, how did this project grab the attention of the National Braille Press? Well, I I was um, I received an email from Lily, and I, we do get emails from students across the country asking about Braille and, and how it's created and things like that. But what grabbed me about this one was that Lily had emailed me saying she's, as she just said, for a civics class trying to learn more about it. But she really had a lot of good questions about the design process, how are menus made, what does it cost, how do people respond to them, and I just. I emailed her back because we we always try to help students, but I emailed her back saying um, I'd be glad to give you some material, you know, in Braille that you could have for your your you know your class, or whatever. And and then I said I could even drop it off because I live in Danvers, which is a few miles from the Beverly School where, where they are. And um, we met, and and she asked me some more great questions, and then she said she was doing it for Nick, who I didn't know anything about. I thought it was just a Braille project, and. I said, well, if you're trying to really get menus out there, maybe I can help you get some exposure about it through our our uh, outreach company, you know, group that we have. And that's how it got started on my end. So some of our listeners may be tuning into the show for the first time and just getting acclimated with the blind community. But Brian, what's the National Braille Press? Well, yeah, we're a producer and publisher of, of Braille and tactile graphic materials, which are raised images that people can feel, um, maps, or it could be for science or technology. But we produce standardized tests and textbooks for students. We we do books for adults on all kinds of topics. 
And we do business to business work, you know, such as airline evacuation plans or for signs for parks or museums, corporate documents, and yes, menus, you know, which is what Lily, Lily was asking about. And Braille's a good language to learn, just like learning Spanish, French, and German. So true. Well, Lily and Brian, you got to go over the process, the project, step by step. Uh, yeah. So the first step of the project was actually trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And um, I was trying to go through ideas. And actually, during a peer leader meeting, we were talking about day-to-day activities that an able-bodied person like me, I wouldn't think it would be hard, but some people might find it challenging. And one of them was reading a menu. And I kept thinking about it. And as I was thinking about it, I thought of Nick. And I thought of how I wanted to change that and make sure everyone felt included. So after you thought of the idea, you would do your research by yourself and you would learn. So I learned all about Braille. I learned how people use it. And then I learned more about the menu design process, like how people create Braille menus. And after I did all the research, I contacted the National Braille Press and Brian answered and he came in. And I got to ask more questions and I got to learn a lot more. And after that, um, we actually got some interest. We got interest in Boston 25 and Salem News and actually the Hero Among Us program by the Boston Celtics. So, yeah, right now I'm just trying to make sure um, restaurants educate themselves about Braille menus, which is really cool. Oh, Boston 25, the Fox station in Boston. Yeah, they used to be called Fox 25. Ironically. They're no longer affiliated with Fox, but but they are the same network channel. Oh, oh, yeah, yes. Uh, They they actually, Fox no longer owns them. They own our Fox station in San Francisco. They switched them out. Right. This is independent now, yeah. Yep, they're owned by Cox. Which restaurants have you guys worked with? What are are their names and and what, what, what are their food specialties? Well, National Braille Press does a lot of them, and um, nationally, we 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 just did a big promotion with Starbucks, which some people in your audience may have seen or heard about, where we produce Braille menus for all of North America for Starbucks. So in Canada, we do English and French Canadian, depending on where they are in the country, and and obviously all the restaurants in the United States. And we've done Wendy's nationally and a lot of local regional ones in the greater Boston area. Um, even a food truck just asked about it. So we're getting inquiries because of uh, the local coverage with Lily and Nick, but also because of the Starbucks launch when we're referenced as doing their menus. So um, local taverns, you know, a restaurant in Boston called Life Alive, we've done some of their locations and um, it continues to get inquiries all the time, which is what we want. You know, we want that outreach. And as Lily said, for restaurateurs to, know that they want to be inclusive with their whole audience and provide that independence to be able to read a menu like that. Oh, Wendy's the ones with the square burgers <laughs> and asking that all important question. Where's the beef? <laughs> uh, Lily, you had to there, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lily and, and Nick, this was before your time. Lily, you researched the cost and technology of making those Braille menus. How did you do yeah. that? Um, before I contacted Brian, I actually went to the National Braille Press website and I learned about a lot about Braille menus there. 
Like I learned like the technology they used and how many menus they can print at a certain time. And then as um, I learned about Braille menus through the website, I got more and more questions. And one of the questions was the cost. And I talked to Brian about it. So with Braille menus, they are three to four times a little more pricier than normal menus. But I feel like if we want to be more inclusive with our community and the environment, I feel like we need to create these Braille menus so that the blind and visually impaired community, they feel inclusive, but they also can feel independent when they are at restaurants. So they can um, look at the menus and order them for their, or order their meals for themselves. Okay. Are you all planning to write letters to additional local restaurants? Just explain to them about the visually impaired and how they might help those blind and visually impaired customers who come into the restaurants by giving them the new menus, look at them, see if they like it and start using them. Um, yeah, I am actually in the middle of writing letters right now. We, um, I'm currently editing the letters. So I'm thinking about sending them to local restaurants and even the mayor of Beverly so that I can kind of tell them the whole project idea I have in my mind, tell them a little more about Braille menus and the blind and visually impaired community. And then I could, if they have any follow-up questions, they can always contact me back. And then if they wanna create Braille menus, that'd be great. But if they just wanna educate themselves and maybe spread the word, that's also good too. That's really good. Have you gone to any blind and visually impaired people and asked them about the Braille menus? What do they think? Um, I actually did email Nick and um, I don't want to speak for him, for him, but he did say it was a really cool experience going to a restaurant that did have Braille menus. And Nick, do you want to tell them about how it was like to go to a restaurant with Braille menus? Sure. So when I went... I was using a blind cane. I use a white cane to walk around. And that kind of is a sign that you can't fully see. It's something to help you kind of navigate. And I'm pretty sure when they kind of saw that, they did ask about it. And I thought it was really cool that they were offering that to people who wanted it. Which restaurant did you go to where you used the Braille menu? Um, the 99 restaurant in Salem, Mass. And what did you order? Um, I don't remember. This was like a couple years ago. <laughs> okay. I was wondering, could you tell me what kind of food they have? Uh, I think they have like everything you want, like burgers, chicken fingers, maybe wings. So it's kind of like an American restaurant. Oh, I see. Okay, one of those. I like the chicken nuggets and the burgers, too. Besides you, Nick, have you talked to any other blind and visually impaired people personally about the Braille menus? What have they thought of them? Um, They thought that I, I did some research, and um, everyone who has been to um, a restaurant that has Braille menus thought that it was a really cool experience, and they thought... They said to, that they felt very included and how it was a really good, like warm feeling that they had the option 
of Braille menus. So they have the independence to order their meals themselves. And they were just really happy to be able to kind of know that um, the community did think about them in a small way, but it could, it just impacts the community so much. So I'm really hoping that restaurants do create Braille menus so we can have a more inclusive community. Now, this doesn't just include the customers getting the Braille menus. I'm sure these restaurants also help them with actually ordering the food, making sure they get the food, you know, sitting them down at the table, maybe even explaining to them what food is in front of them and where. Yeah. Yeah. I think with the Braille menus, it would just add that level of them feeling like welcome and then the workers getting involved too and helping them out to their seat and telling them what their meal what their meal looks like and where it is it would just make everyone feel more inclusive but it would also just make the community more kind to everyone like i feel like that's what we need more today we just need everyone to be more kind to what one another and kind of welcome and appreciate everyone for who they are there's a restaurant in in uh, on the East Coast called Legal Seafoods that um, has wait been Legal Seafood is that the one where they also have a restaurant in Washington D.C. Yes, yeah. Because they, I've been there. I went there once when I was in the capital city once for dinner. They were really good. Go ahead. Uh, that what I was going to add was we've done menus for them for many years, and their staff are very carefully trained and um, not only in the service as you just described, but also giving them the information on their meal and the location on their plate and so forth by, you know, by a clock method. And um, they have been also very proactive in making sure that they're accessible with Braille menus, just like I have to commend Starbucks too, for, you know, all over North America, making a commitment to do that in every restaurant. So they really do think uh, broadly about it as Lily's describing. Mm, That is excellent. This is a great project. What are some of the future steps of the project? Um, so when I go to high school, there is actually a marketing class called DECA. And um, it's kind of like you come up with an idea and you kind of like travel like locally and kind of you kind of share your topic and your idea. So I was thinking I would continue with Braille menus and use DECA as a way to kind of spread the word about Braille menus and um, educating more people around the U.S. and um, kind of just making, again, like a, a more inclusive place where everyone can feel welcomed. Oh, DECA. Um, I remember my high school in my city um, had the same thing. Yeah, you, you dress really nice, and then you do these projects to basically market the school, and then you go around the world and talk about the school and how it's a good place for everybody to learn, grow, and yes, play. That's really, really fantastic, Lily. Everybody, what are just some of the future steps in the project? Well, this is Brian again. Uh, uh, First of all, I wanna say that Lily is an advocate for what we believe in at National Braille Press. Our, Our focus is on doing outreach to the mainstream media so that the general public understands the importance of having equal access to information, but also to make that connection that Braille is literacy, you know, especially for a student. And um, certainly working with Lily as she does this in high school too, we certainly wanna be involved to help her with her project and keep it going. 
What are some of the other additional projects that you are going to have in the future at the National Braille Press, Brian? Just curious. Well, one of the things that we're we're building now that uh, is not just us; it is us, and in fact, in your neighborhood, Brian, uh, we've worked. We're working with San Francisco Lighthouse too, and we're creating an accessible graphics consortium. Um, tactile graphics for students that are blind or visually impaired is clearly a, a weak link right now for STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math work. And um, there aren't consistent ways that teachers of the visually impaired know how to prepare that material or, or for pr producers to make it correctly. So we're trying to get a, a great group of people together, including the major organizations to be part of it and get federal funding to support it too. So that's an initiative that we're starting now and working on that I think could be really helpful. Mm, all right. Let's get back to the Braille menus a little bit more. I'm the blind person. So I'm the blind person going into the restaurant. I'm visually impaired. I don't read Braille, but um, I go into these restaurants and they give me one of the Braille menus. Say I was blind and I read Braille and, and they gave me one of these Braille menus. How big are the Braille menus? Well, I can answer that in general, that it, it depends. So a local pub might have a, a one sheet, you know, you know, kind of condensed Braille menu. Starbucks has a very thick volume of Braille. But, but what we do, and it depends on the customer, the restaurant owner, what they want to do as far as the type of material, the layout, the design. But we also do print, large print and Braille combined on the same document so that if they mistook you, uh, mistook you for being um, totally blind and you were visually impaired or low vision, you could still read our menu, hopefully, with uh, the large print that was on it in the same place. Mm, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm a large print reader, and I'm one of those um, who uses a bigger screen to read words. I am a tough guy, so I like to look under my glasses at the smaller print and see what the words are. You know, whether it's on the small screen or whether it's on just smaller print. That's just me. Guys, this is all fantastic and fabulous. Is there anything else you all would like to add? Uh, I would say, um, like with the Action Civics Project, it's a really good way to kind of... Um, create a better community, but even without the civics project that we did, even if you have an idea of how to create a better community near you, I would say just go for it. Like if you have an idea and you want to um, kind of let it happen and kind of have the community like a better place and have them all educated, I would say do the research you can and contact people like the, like, I feel like every mind um, has a great idea and some people are shy to um, tell some people, but go for it. Like, let's make the community all around the world a better place so we can all feel more included. It's just not only a helpful thing to do, it's a nice thing to do. Everybody, your hard work is going to help blind people, all blind people read braille order and enjoy their favorite food at restaurants thanks so much for joining us today thanks for having us we appreciate it thank you thank you before we go listeners i welcome your comments on this program just visit and like me on facebook at speaking out for the blind or follow me on twitter at speak out blind or speak out for the blind 
You can also check out my website that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under the list of episodes and show news tab. In my show archive, visit acbradio.org slash speaking-out-for-blind. Please note that there is a link located at the top half of the page and below the heading that says Home Speaking Out for the Blind, where you can subscribe to the podcast feed and listen to Speaking Out for the Blind shows, ranging from episode 94 to the present. You also access the podcast feed at speaking-out-for-blind.pinecast.co. That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening, and remember to speak out. Here at ACB Radio Mainstream, we are always working to improve the quality of our programming. If you have any feedback about anything you have heard here on ACB Radio Mainstream, please let us know by sending an email to support at acbradio.org. That's support at acbradio.org. You are listening to ACB Radio Mainstream, connecting the blind community. Introducing Sunday Edition with Anthony, a weekly magazine show featuring the movers and shakers of our beloved organization, topics and news that affect us all, some great roundtable discussions, and of course, a lot of fun. So join me every Sunday at 1 p.m. on ACB Radio Mainstream for Sunday Edition. This episode of the ACB Advocacy Update has been made possible in part through the support of ACB of Minnesota. ACBM supports the James R. Olson Memorial Scholarship honoring one of its past members. To learn more about ACBM, visit their website at www.acbminnesota.org or call 612-223-5543. ACBM, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. To sign up for our announcements, send a blank email to radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. That's radio-announce plus subscribe at acblists.org. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. I'm Marie Osmond. Choices, some are minor, others life-changing. But what if your small choices matter the most, like the stairs or the elevator, baked or fried? What if these small choices determine if you'll be the one out of every three women who die of heart disease this year? These choices might not seem life-changing today, but women are dying of heart disease at the rate of almost one per minute. Luckily, it's mostly preventable. Choose to act. Our hearts, our choice. Make your choice at GoRedForWomen.org. You're listening to ACB Radio Mainstream. Learn more about us at our website, www.acbradio.org.